2: Bring in show music, please. Today on SquawkPod, Meta's new Twitter competitor, Threads, crosses 100 million users with the promise to be a safer platform. Is it enough to keep the trolls away?
0: You are now tempting the trolls to try and do anything think, to get yeah. you to respond right they now. They know
3: what to say. T- tell me I'm wearing a wig or dye my heart.
2: New York City's congestion tax taking a hit at New Jersey commuters. New Jersey representative Josh Gottheimer.
1: They should just fix their own problems, deal with their own issues, instead of trying to blame others with this giant cash grab.
2: The AI boom. Can all the companies getting in on the new technology survive? Legendary investor Alan Patrickoff. I
4: think there are so many companies being formed so fast. They all can't make it. I mean, we're
2: going to have casualties. I'm CNBC producer Zach Velisi. It's Monday, July 10th. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand Becky by in three, two, one, cue it, please.
0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC, live from the Nasdaq market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan. Andrew is off today.
3: Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen wrapping up her four-day trip to China, saying she had a constructive visit and a very substantive series of meetings on the state of the global economy trade and national security. Yellen telling reporters that that the meetings mark a step forward in the relations between the two countries and reiterated that the U.S. is not seeking to decouple from China. The trip marked the second visit by a U.S. cabinet official to the Chinese capital in recent weeks. This comes, as you know, just uh, after Secretary of State Antony Blinken's uh, meeting back in June.
0: Meta's new Threads app surpassing 100 million users in less than a week after its launch last Wednesday. That's according to the tracking site Quiver Quantitative, the social media site hitting the milestone faster than ChatGPT, Instagram, or TikTok. The head of Instagram, Adam Masseri, posting over the weekend that the goal of Threads isn't to replace Twitter, but to create what they're calling a public square for those interested in a less angry place for conversations. Obviously, Elon Musk has been focused on creating a public square too a place where people don't get censored for things. So we'll see how this plays out.
3: Yeah, that's something. Um, A lot going back and forth
0: on Twitter and the back and forth between the two. uh... They're looking at a new sort of matchup now.
3: Yeah, that's all that. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Twitter's the place for it. Uh, oh. Twitter and social media. You know what? You just read read the newspapers. I saw. I am reading about the reading list for the teachers union. Um, yeah. Reading some of the quotes from that. It's just we're living in a. I don't know. I'm nothing. I read it now, and I, I guess it's got to really be uh, out there for me to uh,
0: to raise a brow. To raise an eyebrow. Yeah. I Is that? I agree, but I. I I've seen some of the stuff, too, and it's a little nutty. Look, there was a, a thread that I saw on Twitter over the weekend, some, some guy talking about if you had to find a Lord of the Rings character for every one of the different social media sites, he said Twitter would be Gollum, of course. But then he ran through all of them and basically said all of them would be Gollum. like Just yeah. every single one of these things. And gave a different reason for why. It was pretty clever. I think,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like this Twitter better than. I, I'm glad that, that it's not like it used to be. I would think it's more like uh, Aragorn or Strider and uh, the question and is
0: the question is how do you get advertisers to any of these social media apps? How do right. you monetize them? And it's
3: nice to be worth 200 billion dollars where you don't really care whether you get advertisers and you're willing to. True. Don't. And I don't know whether he does. You know, he does. I don't know if he does, it,
0: but I know Linda Yaccarino does.
3: She probably does, but uh, she knew what she was signing on to, yeah. and uh, she's got. She's a very strong-minded uh, individual that I'm not worried about. No, but at this all. is
0: not conservative stuff that we're talking about. This well, is if just she's like going to be judged sort on of bringing, childish, right? But if
3: she's, she's a big, big, you can't say big <laughs> girl. Uh, I guess I, you know. I don't even know what I'm allowed she's to an say. Uh, Any, she's, she's an, an adult. adult. Uh, eyes wide open. when she went there. If if she's going to be judged on whether you can. Increased advertising might
0: be a problem. Well, I I don't know how our compensation is based, but I would assume anybody who took that job would have it based on monetization.
3: Do you remember... I I forgot totally about Parlor.
0: Yeah, I I forgot about it, too.
3: We have seen this movie before, Clubhouse. I never was on Clubhouse. Andrew knew about Clubhouse, but... uh, You know, Truth Social. Did you ever? I've never. I never uh, tried any of them. No. Mastodon.
0: I never tried. Never. And
3: I don't care if I don't have Twitter. I don't. Six hundred. That's fine. Take those. Give me six. I don't care. I really don't. I decide. I don't think I'm ever gonna respond to a tweet again. Too. (laughs) Think Uh, that's possible. uh, No.
0: I don't even think you'll make it through the show without no. I'm going. I'm gonna
3: make it through the show. Are you just just
0: not gonna turn it on?
3: No. It's there. I'm just gonna mute it. You are. You you are now.
0: Tempting the trolls to try and do I anything to get yeah. you to respond right they now. They know what to
3: say. T- tell me I'm wearing a wig or dye my hair. That's all, dye my hair. That's all you guys to say. But, but I'm just going to mute, mute people, I think.
0: A muting is the way to go.
3: It's going to mute them. They're not even going to know whether I am But that's the thing.
0: It. If you tell them you are blocking them, that's all it's a badge of honor. And then
3: I'm just going to look at, uh, at stuff. Not that stuff. I'm just going to look at...
0: You have two hours and 54 I'm minutes and 40 not seconds. I'm not going to do it.
3: People come together instead <laughs> of apart. I'm not going to start do it.
0: tweeting you to see if I can <laughs> right. get you
3: to read Under a nom de plume. Senator Chuck Schumer is calling on the FDA to investigate Prime. Hmm. Uh, not the Amazon thing. It's an energy drink uh, brand founded by YouTube stars including Logan Paul. Is hmm. it Logan Paul or Paul Logan? Logan Paul. It's Logan Roy. Yeah. No, I, I knew it was Logan Paul, but... Uh,
0: I didn't realize this drink had this much I caffeine in I don't really know who it. he is. No, the, this, this the last neon, summer, this was something crazy.
3: Neon-colored energy drink can contain 200 milligrams of caffeine per 12 ounces, the equivalent of about six cans of Coca-Cola. Senator Chuck Schumer says that there's little difference in the marketing and packaging of the company's energy drinks versus uh, its separate sports drink that contains no caffeine, so you could be caught... 200 milligrams caffeine without knowing it. He also said the warning label that the energy drink is not uh, for children under 18 gets lost uh, on the package. And
0: this is what I was going to say. Last summer, when Kyle was 10, he, his friends were all like chasing this prime down. I had no idea. 200 milligrams of caffeine, If you a, a Red Bull can is yeah. 80 milligrams of caffeine. So it's more than two Red Bulls that you're putting into one of these bottles. And... I, I actually you know, appreciate the warning. I don't, I don't know if regulators need to do anything. I'm not going to let them drink it anymore. Yeah. But it, I, and by the way, they got turned off to it pretty quickly because I don't think it tasted great.
3: You're caffeine-free totally.
0: No, not all the time. I mean, I, this is caffeine-free tea that I'm drinking. Right. I drink decaf coffee. Sometimes I'll drink a caffeinated coffee, and sometimes I drink iced tea.
4: Okay. But in the morning.
0: But you- in the morning, I don't drink it, yeah.
3: That's only time for me. Actually, I'm back on
0: Coke. We drink Diet Coke sometimes,
3: right? I'm back on Coke. Yeah. I'm back on full
0: Coca Cola. Yes,
3: say. <laughs> I'm back on full uh, the the real stuff because I've lost some weight and I'm not now. If I have one, I just never have really liked Diet Coke as now. Oh, I like Diet now, Coke. Aspartame. Did you try? Aspartame. Did you try Zero Coke Zero? Uh, yeah, but not, I think the original is almost like the greatest liquid ever invented. So, and it makes you it settles your stomach. So does like, Ale. Does it? Yeah. But um, I don't. And, and I don't want to have a bunch of fake sweeteners. Now I'm back to thinking sugar might not I, be as bad. I can as understand fake that. Sweeteners.
0: I've read some things. So about the one twelve ounce. Uh, yeah. I
3: don't think you know, Buffett, Can You drink
0: some too? Yeah.
3: Ninety, ninety. Ninety-two. Yeah, and worth twice his age in billions. <laughs> so that's <laughs> I, pretty I, good.
0: I don't think it's two hundred, but yeah.
3: Who's counting? Yeah. At that point.
0: I it's the equivalent of golf your age, right?
3: For
2: nine holes. Yeah. Cheese will be next. Next on Squawk Pod, New York City's congestion tax is expected to drive more revenue to the city, but cost New Jersey commuters a significant increase. New Jersey representative Josh Gottheimer.
1: The bottom line is you can't stick at the families like this because of their mismanagement. It's a complete mess and it would be terrible for the region, terrible for businesses in Jersey and New York and the whole region.
2: Welcome back to Squawk Pod with Joe Kernan and Becky Quick. New York City commuters are already burdened with the highest toll fees for bridge and tunnel roads in the country, and unfortunately, the situation is about to worsen. The implementation of a new congestion tax in New York City is anticipated to take effect as early as next April, potentially adding an additional cost of up to $23 for a single rush hour trip. This new charge comes on top of the $15 already paid by EasyPass holders during peak hours to cross the George Washington Bridge. The CEO of the Partnership for New York City, Katherine Wilde, joined Squawk Box last week to address the concerns surrounding the tax's impact on commuters.
1: New Jersey should get over it. We have More than 80% of Manhattan office workers, including those from New Jersey, use public transportation and will benefit from the tolls from congestion pricing. If somebody is driving into Manhattan from New Jersey, they're paying between $40 and $50 a day for a parking space. So they can well afford the additional toll that will support our transit system.
2: Co-chair of the Problem Solvers Committee in Congress and New Jersey Representative Josh Gottheimer has been vocal of his opposition to the tax. Here's Becky.
0: Joining us with his reaction is Congressman Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey. What do you think, Josh? You're going to get over it?
1: I don't think any of us are getting over that, including, by the way, the businesses in New York City and everyone who's dying to get New Jersey workers back into New York. What I don't understand about this, Becky, and I, and I think I think you get it, is They want to charge $23 a day on top of the $15 to $17 folks pay already. right? That's an extra $5,000 a year for hardworking folks, a nurse, an electrician, a restaurant worker, just to go into Manhattan. It's insane. And all it's about is because the MTA is the worst, which is their mass transit system, is the worst run system in the country. They're running $2 billion a year deficits, and they need Jersey's cash. They admit it's not going to actually help reduce traffic. It's going to just move the traffic around. It's going to lead to more pollution in the outer boroughs and in northern New Jersey by the GW Bridge, with more cancer causing pollution from trucks. And so their answer is, let's just stick it to Jersey. Let's let them pay for our mismanagement.
0: Okay. I, you are preaching to the choir here, but let me play devil's advocate and tell you what uh, Miss Wild, who was the CEO of the Partnership of New York City, who was here last week, was saying. She said, look, um, businesses here want this. They've asked for that, which I did take a little issue with. But she said businesses want it and it's important and we need to cut down on this traffic. And New Jersey commuters who are already driving in, taking the luxury of driving in and potentially paying for parking downtown, they can afford it.
1: I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Listen, the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce is against the congestion tax, right? The Uber drivers, the Lyft drivers, the restaurants against the congestion tax because they know it'll lead to fewer people coming in and it's just unaffordable what kathy didn't talk about is the fact that last year alone the mta had 700 billion dollars in fare skippers people who literally just didn't pay to ride right so they have massive problems going on at the mta as they have for years it's so mismanaged and so they need an answer jersey folks already are paying 17 dollars a day uh, to the port authority right to go to, and then they split that between new york and new jersey it's been a cooperative relationship for more than a century right in the regional economy where 20% of the GDP runs so that's a great cooperative relationship and it should she continue said they that we're
0: paying their fair share at, at Port of, at the mean, New Jersey yes, computers, I mean, uh, and, and that they're
1: responsible for all of this as you know Becky you pay t- New Jersey folks pay 2 billion dollars a year in income tax to New York City for the uh, uh, privilege of working in New York City right so i, I don't know how folks aren't already paying You know, I think they've got to look in the mirror, take care of their own problems. But the idea they're going to turn around and stick it to people with an anti-pollute with this this project, it's anti uh, actually fixing any of the problems that they claim. Right. It's actually worse for pollution. It's worse for traffic. It's going to cause a mess north of 60th Street. It's going to cause a mess at the Holland, Lincoln and the GW Bridge. It's going to cause more problems. So they should just like fix their own problems, deal with their own issues instead of trying to blame others with this giant cash grab.
3: Josh, you're a problem solver in that caucus. Are you a blue dog? Are you, are you a blue dog, too? I am, a, I am a blue dog. There's a piece in the journal today. It says, Bidenomics throws free trade and free market capitalism under the bus in favor of centralized government uh, controls. You, you saw the budget that, that the president um, wasn't going to get anywhere, but you saw it. It was almost, I mean, a lot of tax hikes. Do you have any problems with any of this? With what you're watching, are you allowed to say if you do as a Democrat? Right, do you do you think? Why, why do you think no, the country? It's always
1: good to see on a Monday. Um, I, you know, the, it's always what? Good to see you on a Monday. You know, you're going right in. I like that. The the. Uh, for the
3: I mean, it's a simple question. You 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 know you, you you say that you're a blue dog. You say that you're a problem solver. Are you fully behind Bidenomics and what we've seen?
1: Well, I think if you look at where the economy is right now in terms of giving, you're coming out of COVID, giving out of a supply chain strain, and look at the numbers that have been produced, That's those are positive. Listen, inflation is slowing. We still have challenges there, but it's down 11 months in a row. Two-year low. You've got 13 million new jobs under this administration, 200,000 new jobs in the jobs report in June. Unemployment remains around 3.6%. So the bottom line is there's been good progress. You've got the Inflation Reduction Act and obviously the debt Deal we just did in a bipartisan way, the debt ceiling deal, which will reduce the deficit by 1.5 trillion over ten. Those are all good, positive steps. As you know, Joe, I'm not for higher taxes. Um, I think we need to make life more affordable for folks, especially here in the Northeast in Jersey. Uh, that's why I'm against this congestion tax and any new taxes on folks to make their life harder. Um, you know, I think we need to do everything we can to make things more affordable, and that's part of why the infrastructure deal was so important to make life more efficient. I think the Inflation Reduction Act. Took key steps to help reduce the deficit. Those are all things yeah. that I think are critically. But just, important.
3: Do, you, do you see any issues with, uh, you know, the the free market sort of being displaced by the government picking winners and losers and, and a lot more regulation? Any of that? Do, do you raise an but eyebrow that's a, with you?
1: That's a, that's a big question. The bottom line is, I believe we need we need guardrails, but obviously less red tape and bureaucracy. I think we need to make things more affordable. So if your question is, uh, should we have lower taxes rather than higher taxes? Of course we should have lower taxes. I believe deeply in a free market. I'm a capitalist. Um, so the bottom line is, and I think we live in the greatest country in the world where there's huge opportunity. It's why I don't believe in piling $23 a day congestion taxes on, on hardworking folks, uh, on a nurse or an electrician. You know, we, we need to make things easier for people and we need to make it easier for businesses to grow and thrive, which is why again, the congestion tax makes no—things like the congestion tax makes no sense.
0: Congressman, thank you. What, what do you think the odds are of it getting reversed at this point? Because it's past the federal uh, challenges that it, that it had before. I know New Jersey, uh, Governor, Governor Murphy has said that they are calling their lawyers and have them look into this. What are the actual odds that uh, well, think, you can do anything to stop I,
1: it? I mean, the, Governor Murphy is taking uh, action on the litigation front, as you talked about. I think there will be several moves there. I've talked to mayors who are looking at litigation as well, given the increase in cancer-causing pollution on, on young children and families from the congestion tax. So I think there's a lot of uh, speed bumps ahead for the congestion tax. And I'm, we're going to throw everything at this to stop it. We're not going to stop fighting for a minute. The bottom line is you can't stick it to families like this because of their mismanagement. It's a complete mess, and it would be terrible for the region uh, and terrible for businesses in Jersey and New York and the whole region. So the bottom line is we're going to keep fighting this thing until uh, until the very end.
0: Congressman Gottheimer, thank you.
1: Thank you. Good to see you.
2: Next on Squawk Pod, veteran venture capitalist Alan Patrykhoff says AI will change every phase of our lives, but not every company will make the cut.
4: It's like when crypto came, everybody was running into crypto. If you have the word AI in front of it, you could raise money for anything today.
5: From their innovative practice facility You're listening to
2: Squawk Pod. Here's Becky.
0: Our next guest is a longtime investor here to offer some perspective on the AI boom. He says it's the biggest trend in tech, but it's also a potential accident waiting to happen. Joining us is Alan Patrikov. He is the chairperson and co-founder of Primetime Partners. And Alan, it's great to see you.
4: Nice to be here. With nice summer day. Did you run over it's 15 uh, no. miles or something? <laughs> no? <laughs> no. Actually, I had to give up my morning run for you. <laughs> What's your morning run? How far I run usually between four and five miles around Central Park. That's, did the New York Marathon? Last I know we did. What, yeah. so but I on, don't. I, in all honesty, I jog and walk. I don't. Well, sort of walk. Yeah. So do I. But
3: okay. But you're doing what? What would you say? How how fast are you going? Four miles an hour? Four and a half miles an hour?
4: Something like that? i, I know, just a shade around under four. Would, just under four. Yeah. That's a fast. Yeah. yeah that's that's like moving. At the, yeah. That's the best yeah. I can do. Yeah.
0: That yeah. is moving.
4: But that's yeah. very fast. <laughs> I average about a seventeen-minute mile. Right. Exactly. You're but, doing it every morning. But there's four or five of them at your yeah. age. That's,
3: yeah. that's, <laughs>
0: that's
4: yeah. pretty awesome.
0: At any age, that's at pretty any awesome. I wish I, I was doing
4: Workouts that. with a trainer.
3: Yeah, and your knees, you got your original knees. Perfect. Yeah. That's pretty great. cool. That's great, Alan.
0: All right, let's talk about AI. Um, last night, there was a 60 Minutes piece on, on Alphabet. I sat down with Sundar Pichai, sat down with a lot of the um, engineers behind their AI bot, and it was... Impressive, but also frightening. What, what AI can do.
4: You know, it's funny. As I was coming on the show, this when I said, just for fun, I'll go to Chat GBT and say, "What's happening in the IPO market?" And it, you know the answer. It says, "I'm sorry, but we have no information after 2021." <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's the it's it's the stuff they scoured from the internet then right. and then shut I it said, down.
4: I, I've been involved in every technology revolution since 19. 19- 70 or maybe before then. I mean, when you think about Since it. Since Edison, it, really. But yeah, no. No, no, a little bit after him. But you know, whether it was the PC revolution, the storage revolution, the cloud revolution, the cellular revolution, the internet. I mean, i really really witnessed, witnessed a lot of this. That's why I wrote the book. Yeah. You know, No, no Red Lights 50 years in venture capital, but actually now over 50.
3: They're coming so, faster. But my they? point is that quantum this, leaps are coming this, in even more quickly. It's not
4: important. This revolution, in my opinion, Except maybe for the biotech revolution when Genet yep. came in. This is by far outweighs weighs anything in my opinion. AI? Yeah. I think it's gonna change dramatically every phase of our life and I uh, and so, you know, I applaud applauded all the people getting into it, but when I said it's an accident way do you have what I meant is, you know, you've raised ten billion dollars the first six months from ninety companies. Uh that's you know, you can divide 90 into that's a lot of money to raise and a lot of them raise more i just saw the other day uh, uh, uh one company raised a billion and a half dollars uh which is I mean a lot of money you know it's uh, digital ocean uh and by the way they got it from major investors i mean microsoft bill gates uh eric schmidt reed hoffman nvidia they all you know put money in this company at the same time You've got Amazon and you've got Google and everybody else establishing platforms in the area, so it is real and it is not going away. What's the
0: accident, though? Is that a, a the accident bad thing means there's going too
4: many on? people? I oh. think there are so many companies being formed so fast they all can't make it. I mean, we're going to have casualties. That's what I meant. I I'm definitely. But you not, don't
0: think AI is going to go no, bad and evil no, and I'm twist sorry, those I to off didn't, the rails? Well, my
4: my thinking was it just. We've had it's like when crypto came, everybody it was, was running into before, crypto. Yeah. Every you know, every new. Nineteen ninety nine. Every I mean, you could raise if you have the word AI in front of it, you could raise money for anything today.
0: Part of that is FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. Exactly. You don't want to get left behind. Yeah. So what's yeah. an investor to do? Has the smart way to go about this? What are you doing?
4: Very careful and uh, you let it sort itself out. And you know, there's AI. AI is app has applicability and in medicine it has applicability, in uh, finance, in any area. And uh, and by the way, there are still, when you use these uh, AI sources, there are errors. You can't 100% rely on it. I don't think it's going to put everybody out of business. Uh, a lot of menial tasks will be replaced by AI, that's for sure. But uh, I don't think everybody, I don't, I don't think you guys have to worry about your jobs. Uh, uh, I think they're going to be, you know, people are going to still be wanting to hear personal interactions and, and people's thinking uh, spontaneously. I mean, you,
3: have you read Ron Kurzweil or anything like that? I mean, there does come a time when, when total machine knowledge is going to be a billion times all human knowledge. But
4: they've been saying since Kurzweil's time, which was you know, know. 30 or 40 years ago. No, he's around now. Well, the, original. He says
3: the Yeah, but the singularity is going to hit in, yeah. in 2040 or something like that what would that, what would that mean at that point
4: you know i don't think we know but everybody's concerned about productivity and uh whether that's going to increase as a result i think it's going to have profound impact in medicine and education and it will a lot definitely of, but i just wonder
3: things. if it if there's a downside some people smart people do think there's a downside
4: well i don't you know that downside is machines taking over from man exactly. but, but i don't think it's a, i think it's a very important Development for all of us
0: are you investing at all or are you kind of staying on the sidelines to wait and see
4: well I formed this new firm three years ago primetime partners which is investing in any and all product services experiences for people
0: no I just mean in a I No,
4: so I'm saying yeah. that I've been waiting for AI to start permeating the area we're in and uh, in the last month or so all of a sudden I'm seeing a couple of companies in this area one is uh, in trying to uh, uh, record memory of people's like your whole family background. if you wanted to put together a whole story about Becky Crick and, and for the last 50 or 100 years, you have a better chance having a G- chat GPT to do it and help you you know recollect things that are already in, in print if, and I'm assuming they were all in print uh, and we've had another company that's do, interestingly, uh, we're looking at that is uh, testing for testing for early onset of uh, Alzheimer's to wow. go through uh, using AI to uh, do questioning and testing over a period of time which could see any deterioration in mental acuity and it sounds that simple sounds but it's to to have to have ninety eight percent reliability yeah it's okay you say yeah I think your memory is slipping but to be Predictable, you know, uh, to be medically acceptable, you've got to really have accuracy. So I I I see it coming into our area as well, and I'm sure it's gonna I'm sure we're gonna see a lot more companies putting AI in their decks.
0: Alan, I want to thank you for coming in. The book again is called No Red Lights. You can check it out here. Nice. Alan Patrikoff.
4: Thanks for having me.
0: Have Thanks a, for coming in. It's have great a nice to see summer. You too. We'll see you soon.
2: And that's the pod for today. Thanks for listening. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Watch weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern. And to get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, you need to follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. I'm CNBC producer Zach Valisi. Follow me on Threads. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys.